prochain. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Nerd Stocking. I'm Bill and helping me to make magic tonight is Chad. Abracadabra. And Ross. Shambhala. What is that, your mantra? No, it's a Wi-Fi password. Tonight we're getting strange. All three of us have seen the movie Doctor Strange, so we'll be giving our thoughts about the movie that, at the very least, brings magic to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think we'll probably be spoiling it too, so fair warning about spoilers. He's a wizard. You're a wizard, Stephen. Played by Benedict Cumberbatch, if you didn't know. You're a wizard, Stephen. He looks English, but he sounds American. That's true. We talked about uh, the necessity of him being uh, from New York last episode. Uh, But first, uh, before we talk about Strange, we're going to cover some nerdly news of what's going on and what's coming up. And I think probably, first off, we should address the orange elephant in the room, and that is the fact that Donald Trump is going to be the 45th president of the United States of America. Yes, for those of you who've just woken up from a coma, we're actually not kidding. (laughs) I know. It sounds like a joke, but it's not. Uh, I'd like to interrupt this, actually, just to just to mention briefly, because uh, um, uh, our our uh, our sponsorship, our our, uh, corporate sponsorship has been renewed. Okay, thankfully, Uh, we were without Pringles for the last couple of podcasts. Apparently, they uh, objected to um, the language. They said uh, too many swear words and too many uh, anti uh, anti USA messages. So fuck. Now they're back. (laughs) And uh, I talked him into it. We've got our Pringles. We're all set. So Pringles, good for you. Not so good for your intestines. And um, puck stockings. And the official snack of the Trump presidency. <laughs> it's going to be shocking to see the White House get painted gold. Yeah, really. exactly. Maybe we should go down and uh, burn it again. To put a big T at the top of it. I guess, uh, yeah, it was unfortunate that the Democrats decided to run a disliked mainstream of all mainstream candidates in an era where people just were sick of the status quo it so much that they would elect a uh, orange-tinted reality star for president. I honestly believe it wouldn't have mattered. If, really? If, 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 they, if Bernie Sanders had won the nomination, you got to remember, Bernie Sanders lost the Democratic nomination because he did not appeal to black and Hispanics. No, mm-hmm. he only appealed as a science teacher. <laughs> what? Like, he looks like a science he teacher. He does look like his, And he's always gesticulating Million, and talking. Millionaires, millionaires. Yeah. Now look, Stephen. But uh, he lost. He lost the nomination because he didn't appeal to those demographics. So it wouldn't have made any difference if he'd run in the Democratic. The fact is, Trump rode a wave of xenophobic anti. A wave of hair. He rode a wave of hair. <laughs> if only. You know, this is, is he going to get a haircut now that he's president? Well, listen. This is my theory because this is nerd stalking. This isn't. This isn't like meet the press. Some, meet the press exactly. I think press the it's a wig, and he's going to pull away, it off, right? and he's going to be completely bald, and he is Lex Luthor. Whoa. <laughs> With little hands. <laughs> little tiny hands, like Deadpool. <laughs> very, very like Deadpool's hands, hands when Speaking he amputated which, in the, in the uh, We're jumping ahead, but as a side note, that scene in, in Doctor Strange where he's tripping out yeah. in one of the dimensions, and he sees the hands grow from his hands. Yeah. Yes. I, the first thing I thought of is, oh my God, he's been infected with Trump. He's got tiny <laughs> hands growing out of his wahoo. Maybe that's a, a comment. Maybe. It made me think of a, an amazing documentary. Everybody get your pencils. It's called... The Powers the of Se- Ten? No, The Secret yeah. Life of Chaos. Uh, it's amazing. And it 
really relates to those that hand those scene, hands that hand scene is yeah. fractalization right right not fracking no, like Hillary Clinton likes so much yeah oh boy one and thing though about one good thing about the <laughs> Trump presidency I think it's going huh? to uh, further the technology of time machines I think. <laughs> so we can go back and erase it. Yeah, 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 quite possible. Invest in your time machine companies now. Yeah, quite possible. Because it's going to really unless, spur that. Unless he gets the cosmic cube. Ooh, and then he's yeah. just going to will time to be whatever he wants. Maybe that's what's under the hair. Right. So uh, moving away from that nightmare, uh, mm. have you guys seen the uh, wonderful Wonder Woman trailer? Cause it was, oh, my God. It was awesome. better than so Doctor Strange. Oh, the, shut up. The trailer? No, the trailer. The trailer. The little trailer oh. was better than Doctor Strange? That trailer. That trailer was good. The it last was two awesome. trailers, let me tell you, I could I could watch that trailer over and over, but I, I don't think I could watch Doctor Strange over and over. I'm going to see like, it tomorrow. You would. Are you yeah. really? Yeah. Tomorrow mm. yeah. Because, yeah. you know, his house is paid off, so he can just- I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> drop 18 bucks every week. I, if I want to. <laughs> he can spend $18 every week. I might Not like us <laughs> chumps. Yeah. You guys had to take out a mortgage to buy those tickets. Like I told you, I brought I brought hand me down beer tonight. <laughs> Don't give me no hand me down beer. We're gifting beer. That's that's like the I got some thing already. People, I know people who come over and they bring they bring an assortment of beers. It's like I go to the beer store and I ask for one, maybe two, so that and I buy like twenty four, so that depending on my mood that day will be the kind of right. beer I drink. But they come over with like six tall boys or 12 tall boys and they're all different brands. Hmm. You don't like experimenting, well, like, even if uh, you're, Chad? No, just not one after another. I don't want to sit at the table and go, oh, that one's very IPA and oh, that one's a lager and that, oh, there's a cider. It's, it's you just like... I'm, I'm, you I'm, much, how much do you drink? <laughs> they're tall boys, so... You know, it's 24. a shock to your taste buds. But so, but one of the ones he brought over was a root beer beer. Oh my oh, God, okay. no. Like and, a hard root beer. Yeah, right? so I, yeah. I saved it because I thought, you know, I like root beer. I love fruit beer, you know. but don't. So I waited. I waited for the moment when it would be the night to drink root beer beer, and it was horrible. What yeah. was the night? The, the I election night? Was it Trump, uh, <laughs> Trump's acceptance speech? Yeah. yeah. Everything I'm tasted, hitting a hard every, root beer. Everything tasted bad that night. Yeah. Did it ever. I also watched Bad Moms. Oh, so did we. Yeah. Wasn't that bad? It wasn't it great, but I, I'm glad they didn't whitewash it by, uh, by uh, taking out the swearing. Who's in that? Yeah, they swear Mila a Kunis. lot yeah. to make it seem like it's hip. With at no, least with at, no nude scenes, with all those, those. I know, very hot women. Yeah, yeah. Like not one pillow fight between Kristen Bell and <laughs> Mila Kunis. Like what the? <laughs> they fuck? They should have just thrown that in there. Just throwing in a pillow fight. Like why not? Why not? Right. Yep. Make up an excuse. One thing I really liked uh, the Wonder Woman trailer was uh, it was a really interesting. Uh, like it hints at it. It's just a trailer, but I kind of kind of hint that. There's a really nice allegory of um, a comparison between the isolation of uh, Themyscira. What language are you speaking? It's the island, right? Yes, yeah. Themyscira. And uh, that they're saying stuff like, we're, we're, we shouldn't get involved. And it kind of, it's, it's really neat that it, that they juxtapose that. Yeah, they juxtapose that. It's World War One that it takes place in, right? Yeah. So that was, there was a real uh, movement for isolationism there. And then it you was kind of neat. You can see that she jumps off and she's like, you know, I am going to meddle. Yeah. And she dives off in her super Wonder Woman jump. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be the best thing <laughs> that, that, that DC a, ever made. That was quite a dive. It, it might even be better than Batman and Robin, although I'm not I'm not sure about that yeah. yet. I'm not sure. It could be, but maybe not. Well, luckily, Burt Ward isn't here tonight, and so he's not going to punch you in the neck. I think that uh, that the, the last few trailers for uh, for Wonder Woman have reaffirmed my faith 
maybe not in Warner Brothers in DC, but at least in uh, uh, Patty Jenkins and and Wonder Woman. And, and and I like how in the trailer you get a glimpse that it's uh, not entirely set within World War One. There's a scene with her walking um, towards a, in Paris. Uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's just going to. It just captures such an epic quality for the character that is missing from all the other DC crap fests that mm. we've been shoved down our throat. And and a woman. And a woman so, who's, and, who's and an perfect. amazing, amazing role model. She's perfect. All in those the little role. girls who want to get up, grow up. They're kill all, people with swords. Yep. All the girls that are disappointed that Hillary didn't become president, now yep. they can rally around Wonder Woman. Oh, the scenes where they're <laughs> you know, deflecting bullets with their bracelets. Yeah. Awesome. That was a great one. Well, you see the rope in the second or, last, the, yep. other, the earlier trailer, you see the rope. But this one, you see her throwing her somebody. Huh? You see her, in this one, you see her wrapping somebody and throwing somebody with the rope. It's awesome. Yeah, and then the, the deflecting, the, there's a couple of scenes with the deflecting the bullets, and it was just like mm-hmm. right. so cool. Yeah. It's too bad in there there was a little quick scene of like she was having a romance with Chris Pine and it's kind of unfortunate. Why? Well, that's it's Steve Trevor, Is that man. the only reason why she's do, doing what she's going to do? She's we don't know. Love? We don't know. Well, not, you know, is I that the motivation? In, no, that is the she story. That's why she doesn't go back. Cause she wants to go. <laughs> she wants to stop <laughs> Chris like Pine. A, she's like a Mormon girl, right? No, but in the, in the All trader, right. you can see she doesn't really have a choice. The war comes to them. Right. He's he's just too irresistible. Well, I find him irresistible. <laughs> that is Chris Pine. That is damn Chris Pine. The only the only the only scene in the trailer that that bothered me was uh, is uh, she and and Steve Trevor hiding behind rocks, sort of one on either side of another, and uh, some and and one of her um, fellow sisters. Uh, shoots an arrow and is swinging on a rope, and it's a spectacular scene. Yeah. And as she's swinging on the rope, attached to her somehow, she's firing arrows, and a German gets off a, a lucky shot, and the bullet w- goes right between Wonder Woman and Chris Pine, and they watch it as it obviously hits this Amazonian woman. Right. And what bothered me, she, you, you just watch the bullet go by? Like, this mm. is Wonder Woman. Jump out and do something. Right. Like yeah. grab Steve Trevor and use him to block as a shield <laughs> to block the bullet. His smile would deflect. <laughs> That's it. right. That's funny. Any what? bullet would stop dead in its tracks when it saw him. So I don't really know. Right. That was the only scene. I think I think it looks fantastic. I think it has a a sense of humor that Zack Snyder's movies obviously couldn't pull out of a paper bag. Let's get it out now. Zack Snyder, he can suck it. <laughs> there you go. I thought that was Josh Sweden. Oh, they can suck it too. Maybe they could suck each other. Oh. You look too dreamy with that one. So what? What are I, I'm uh, slipping my mind? What were some of the jokes or the humor that was in the trailer? Well, in the first trailer, there was the scenes with um. Uh, uh, well, even in this one, it talks about you know, oh, she's my secretary, oh, and then right, it, it, right. it intercuts with her, you know, um, doing tearing, badass tearing shit. apart, do yeah. badass shit. <laughs> And then it, there's at the end where she's uh, trying on a dress and uh, <laughs> she's like, really, you fighting this? And she's t- yeah, <laughs> trying to do is- kicks in these like, you know, right. 1915 dresses. Right. Um, and the uh, the other woman who, I don't know who she is, but she's somehow uh, in, in a- the- Attaché of some Attaché, yeah. exactly. Um, she she throws off a she's couple like, of She's uh, like, I'm not afraid of a, f- a few fisticuffs. Fist yeah. yeah, and that actress that. is pretty funny. I've seen her in other uh, British shows. Um, but the first trailer, I think, even had a, even just a little bit more humor. But uh, whatever whatever free reign they gave Patty Jenkins, whatever they did differently than they've done with their other movies, is is seems to be working. It was awesome. I, I, you know, the trailer's amazing. 
Is it as ma- amazing as Doctor Strange? I think it might be. Oh, shut I, I'm up. already more excited about... I, the trailer makes me more excited about seeing the Wonder Woman film than watching the Doctor Strange film. You didn't like Doctor no, Strange? No, I did, but the Wonder Woman film looks like it's going to be up there with you know Winter Soldier and right. Iron Man. It's going to be the right. best thing that DC has ever made. Is I have my, to agree that's, with that's you That's my there. guess. I have to agree with you there. Yeah. It does look awesome. Because Batman, Superman, they all can, they're all just they can like suck it. yawn. They can all. They yeah. can suck it together. <laughs> there could be a group orgy with a bunch of DC movies, Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder, and they're all sucking it together. <laughs> yeah. Man of suck it, they could call yeah. it. <laughs> Superman. Yeah. Superman. Suck. Rock hard man of suck it. <laughs> Do you guys know the Nintendo Switch uh, was announced? No, please. Between uh, is our that podcast, like Bruce Jenner? Recording. What is that like a Bruce Jenner thing? Where oh, Switch? There's a Switch. It's, and, it's a or trans, is that like a whip a, for a child? It's the Nintendo Trans. Super Mario and Luigi are now Lucy and <laughs> Maria. It's their new console that'll be coming out next year. It kind of pisses me off because uh, I have a Wii U. It's only four years but in, yet to the Wii U Your wife cycle. is still happy. Now a dinosaur. <laughs> it, well, it's going to be obsolete, I guess. They've stopped making them. I think it was this week or last week that was the end of the production line for production run for the Wii U. Only four years. That's like, well, how long, it's usually about a nine or ten year cycle. Are they done with the Wii, though? The Wii's done, too, Wii's right? way yeah, done. Way, so way, right. I have one that is very old. It's from 2000 and. No, I don't know. 2007. Yeah. Did they have electricity back then? They did. Oh, they invented electricity when you were a kid. What are you talking about? 1964. Uh, and somebody recently just gave me a brand new one. Like somebody gave it to them and they're like, eh, I don't know what to do with this. And they just gave me it. So I had a second one. Yep. And I wanted to access Netflix. And I've, eventually I managed to upload, <laughs> get the update, then download Netflix. Yep. And the graphics look like as on par with Space Invaders. Yeah. You know, I can't believe how dated it looks. Yeah. This is the Wii, not the this Wii This is the Wii. Yeah, you, the Wii U looks much better. It looks much better, but still, you know, Nintendo stopped, you know, running in the specs wars like way back, like with the GameCube. They don't try to keep up with hardware specs where they got the top of the line CPU and a big beefy uh, graphic uh, card inside. They've stopped doing that. Really what they're trying to do is win the battle by design they've been des- like with the wii they kind of came up with the uh motion uh controller and uh wii u was the gamepad sort of an asynchronous connection between the gamepad and your tv so you can like have different screens and all that stuff didn't really fly and the switch is continuing that continuing their battle to try to make themselves relevant in a world where most people play games you know casual games they're in the casual game market right they're not doing Call of Duty and they're not doing Battlefield. They're just doing little, you know, almost like puzzle games and, and uh, platform games. So they're trying to uh, trying to make themselves relevant by, it's a game, it's a screen. It's like a tablet and it connects to your TV. I heard it was like a flip phone from like 2004, <laughs> It's like a Nokia? Yeah. Well, it's like a, I don't know, I forget what the size of it is, but a pretty big tablet that's horizontal uh, and it hooks into your TV through a docking station it comes with a game, a game pad that you can actually break. You can slide it apart, and you have two pieces, and you slide them into the game pad, uh, into the tablet, and just pull that out. And now you've got a portable game system with joysticks, and you can play that on the run. But the thing's huge. So I don't know. Not recommended while you're driving, though, right? 
Should we put that public yeah, service announcement yeah, exactly. on now? Yeah. Well, it'll it'll just slot right into your steering wheel. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and you can play drive, drive play driving games. Yeah. Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> it's Yamaguchi Ishibushi right ahead of me. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna green shell that motherfucker. <laughs> so anyway, that was announced, and I don't know. It looks interesting. We'll see how we'll see where they go with it. Are you gonna get one? I don't know. It depends. Nothing's announced. Don't even know the price. So I was reading somewhere that it was looking like going to be 400 bucks. And I'm like, that's a little too much. If they price it that way, they're going to price themselves into yeah, a It's funny. They can't price it at 400, but Apple can come out with a new phone every six months and charge 800. Yeah. But that makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> somehow. Somehow. Somehow that makes sense. Uh, I still have a, I still have a five. I'm, mm. I'm okay with a five. I'm actually going to get a six and give my five to my kid, but why would I don't you go need to, a seven. Why don't you go to seven? You gotta go up. Well, the seven. No, you always gotta. I go always up. go one back, and that way I get a better deal. Yeah, and the seven I is want not it for free. The seven is not getting good reviews. It's, no, no. It's well, I, I hate the idea that like, you can't you can't plug in your headphones. You know, those uh, cordless headphones are falling out of people's ears all over the place. I find them in gutters and you know on the sidewalk. It's a dumb idea. <laughs> you just hang around. Oh yeah, I follow, the I follow people. Hey, look, I found some more headphones. Yeah. And get your head, headphones here. <laughs> Only slightly used and slightly in a gutter. I saw online that someone was selling little earrings that look like little baskets that will catch them. Oh, that <laughs> that looks really sexy. <laughs> little blue. Oh, humans. We're yeah. so industrious. We always find a way. Yeah, exactly. Pringles, the official sponsor of Nerd Stocking. That's a little too... <laughs> 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 Did you know that 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 Pringles has actively worked to reduce the number of deaths from sharp um, potato chips ingesting and punching through your esophagus and bleeding you dead? I find little shards of Pringles are the edges are softer. Well, you know, their secret ingredient is glass. (laughs) That's what gives it the crunch. We did not know that. For Christmas this year, it's the bag of glass. It's a great toy. It's a great toy. Last year was so popular with the rusty nails. Yeah. Huge. What else do you guys want to talk about? The Lego trailer. Lego? Oh, Lego Batman. Yeah. It the new Lego Batman looks it's it's not as good as the Wonder Woman one, although there's four of them and I watched them all, I don't know, ten times the other day. I just couldn't get enough of it. I don't know if I, I could even make I, it's almost like watching the movie, but you have Alfred coming in going, you know, you Bruce, you have to talk about your fears. What, like snakes? No, you're... What, clowns? <laughs> no. Well, now I'm thinking of clown snakes. Now, that you you did that. You did that. <laughs> I think it's Ray Fiennes doing Alfred, isn't it? I think it's his... He's doing the voice of Alfred. Can you look that up? Could be anybody English, really. Just look in your beer. Um, it's, cum- it's Cumberbatch. Funnily enough, the, the previous Lego Batman trailer was not as good as this one. This one nailed everything. Mm. And maybe it was the introduction of... Uh, there's four uh, of them though. Uh, Michael Sarah's Robin. I mean, oh, that was so funny. There's two with him where he the tearaway pa- the tearaway <laughs> pants <laughs> is brilliant. <laughs> I, I had Max and stitch my son in stitches. Like he was just yeah. laughing himself silly over that. That looks like a, it's going to be again a ton of fun. Right. I, yeah, I can't wait. It's yeah. going to be so February. Fun. February, man. Well, February. It was it was a big uh, big selling point of the Lego movie. You're right, Batman stuff. Ralph Fiennes. That was uh, I call yeah. Rosaria Darles. I call Oh, Michael Sarah is the Robin, I guess. I called yeah. that too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Who, yeah. Who's uh, Zach Galifianakis? Who does he play? Huh. Oh, we saw the that. Penguin. You're too late. 
No. The Gordon? Commissioner Gordon? Oh, know. Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Well, it's Will Arnett, of course, who uh, did the voice in the Lego movie and yeah. is reprising it here. Um, and it looks it, it looks fantastic. And when they talk about his uh, his mortal enemies and uh, you see Batman and then uh, he says, it's Superman. So and, and, and then he cut to the Joker and the Joker's like, aww. <laughs> When Alfred goes through like all of his other moments and it's clipping through all the, the previous movies, again in 1980, you know, 1996, 1994, and again in 1989. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, you got to go to Apple trailers. They, oh, okay. they, they, have, they have all four of them. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's Rosario Dawson as Batgirl in the purple. It's awesome. Right. And Barbara Gordon. She's also, there's no, she's the Commissioner Gordon as well. There's no man Gordon. There's no James Gordon? No. God hmm. damn it. Uh, Jenny Slate, she's awesome. She's playing Harley Quinn. Ooh, that's pretty awesome. Who's Jenny Slate again? She's uh, Jenny Slate was. Uh, uh, did you ever watch House of Lies? No, such a good show. Don Cheadle, um, she was in that. She was. She's sorry, she knows. She's a comedian slash actress. She's funny. Okay. Uh, Ralph Fiennes is Alfred. Zach Galifianakis right. is the Joker, of course. Uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, Michael Cera is Robin Dick Grayson. Uh, I love Dick. Mariah Carey is one of the voices as Mayor Marion Grange. And, of course, in seventh billing is uh, Will Arnett as Batman and Bruce Wayne. (laughs) Seven? (laughs) Seven. He's number seven on IMDb. Uh, Whoa. It's not even in alphabetical order. It's because he's Canadian. And I think Trump is, uh, you know, he's already called it in. Yeah. Build a wall. Put Michael, Lock the Canadians. Put Will Arnett at number seven. No, I think it looks terrific. It's going to be a fun movie. Where's Will Arnett from in Canada? Toronto. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, really? Just like Smith B. Right. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, we got a teaser for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. Which doesn't say too much about it. Just to have a little. Which is my kind of trailer. Don't little, give away the freaking plot. You have a little. Groot. Just give you little character moments. Little Groot's too small, and the comic he grew faster than that. Uh, everybody wants to see baby Groot. It's just too. But he's wearing cute. a jacket. He looks like he looks like a little Michael Jackson. It's cool. Whittle that fucker down into a toothpick. <laughs> Pick my teeth with him. Groot, this I am Groot. That's tree abuse. <laughs> I like to see Yondu. 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 Yondu is. Uh, now a member of the team, it looks like. Pierce, so. Is that Michael Rooker's yeah. character? Yeah, and so yeah, he's an yeah. original Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. So in the original one, there was like Yondu. There was a big meaty guy from crystal Jupiter. Guy. There was a crystal guy from Pluto. He was like, excuse me. Little <laughs> 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 <A> lip slap. <laughs> Tastes good go- Pringles. Tastes good going in and coming back out again. <laughs> mm, salt. Mm. It's a little Pringle poop. <laughs> Yeah, uh, clean that up. But it's like you know, it's kind of like oh, now this time the two blue people are now part of the team. The sister, oh Nebula, yeah. I'm not sure she's part of the team. It she's looks like she's been captured. No, she's standing there posing in the silhouettes with the yeah. uh, in the main poster. Uh, What's uh, Zoe's character's name? Gamora. Gamora. She looks like she's actually a, a badass. She looks assassin, badass-ass. like a killer. You know what do you call her? She's the most dangerous person in the galaxy. Or? The most dangerous woman. Yeah. Oh, woman. Okay. Yeah, woman. Yeah. Just oh, in man. that category. Yeah. So she's like above June Cleaver, but not quite <laughs> as bad as that serial killer. Looks like she's doing some shit, unlike the first one where she didn't do shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. She did lots a, of she shit. Was, she, but she was soft. She, like, Gamora is an awesome character. And they kind of like, Zoe Zaldana was the worst casting in the film. Oh, She's God. pretty. We all like her. But 
She was you know, good. It's like this uh, last week I met Amy Acker. Who? Uh, Amy Acker. And she's an actress who was in Buffy and Angel, um, Happy Town, uh, Dollhouse, all kinds of things. She's here in town. Ringing a bell, Ross? Nope. Doesn't matter. I'm Beer. She's a doll. She is a sweetheart. And she's like Zoe Saldana. And that's where she comes. She's so sweet. Maybe way sweeter than Zoe Saldana, but still sweet. You know, you wouldn't cast her as Gamora. Maybe you would. No, you wouldn't. Maybe you would. No. Just put put her in the green makeup. Maybe she'd work out. I think all girls look good in green makeup. Well, that's for sure. My so cosplay the, Twitter goes back to Star Trek. Yeah, I was gonna say the, the, Orion, the cage. Every green, the every girl woman. in green. I I retweet it because it's like they just all look so good. A good color. Maybe we were meant to be green. Maybe. Maybe hot girls are meant to be green, so you could see them more clearly from far away. I mean, that's why you like the Hulk so much. <laughs> she Hulk. Yeah. She Lawyer Hulk. by day. She Hulk. Lawyer by night. <laughs> but green. Sometimes. Because she got a blood transfusion from the Hulk. Yep. Hey, Mo. Anything else? Uh, Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Rouge One. That's only a month a month away. 30 that'll be days. our That'll be our next show, I think, probably. Probably. We'll I don't know if I want to see it so much. It's oh, shut up. Get out of here. Are you shitting us? Yes. I will say this. Okay, so we've <laughs> talked about the comic book, the more recent series of comic books that Marvel's put out, and how... They take place between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Yep. And how it's kind of cool to see Darth Vader, you know, on his own, doing his own thing. So you mean like the the Vader series and the Luke Skywalker yeah, series, right. and Princess Leia, all those ones. Yeah, right? Chewbacca. They did a yeah. bunch of them. Yeah. I didn't read them all, but I read the Dar- the, the, Vader, the Vader one was great. Main Star Wars was great. I read the Princess Leia one. But I found that um, it, the best part of the comic was that it was Darth Vader trying to find out who the Skywalker kid was. Yeah. But right? also get back into the good graces of the Emperor because of the loss of the Death Star. So yeah, so at he the looks- start of his comic, he's almost a pariah. The, the Emperor has lost faith in him uh, because of the destruction of the Death Star. And he's got other things on the boil, other people that he can turn to. Yeah. And Vader has to... Uh, so he gets like, you know... Some techie people that he he connects with this one woman who she writes code, I guess, or she's some sort of builder of robots or something, yeah. right? Dr. Afra, yeah. Yeah. And then they have like a, a C3PO R2D2 pair of droids that are murderous pair. You know, and they're hilarious because they all they're designed to do is murder. Yeah. Okay. And so there's a, the C3PO one. He's called CCC. He's got three triple t or something like that and yeah beto three beto you imagine that he speaks just like c-3po he's like oh but i think i'm gonna like stab him in the face right now (laughs) yes i think you should torture him mercilessly yeah and then the little r2 was yes you should pour gasoline and set him on fire (laughs) and it's all the way through then you you know you have vader he meets with them then he goes off and he does his own thing and he's he's much more a lone guy it paints a more three-dimensional character of him, where as a kid, when I saw Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, I could never quite understand how that Vader was not the boss. Right. You know, and he's not even second in command. You know, uh, Tarkin was that's right higher up than him, right? Yeah. yeah. And so this really well, he was a grand moth. Builds him all out, right, as a character. And I think that they're going more that angle in Rogue One. Well, he's he's in Rogue One. Uh, I have no idea which actor is portraying him, or whether I don't James think Earl Jones is doing the voice or not. He's not really a major part of it, though. 
Well, apparently well, there's there's a, a commercial that was just shown today. I, I don't want to see it because I don't want to know anything more about the movie. Uh, but he's in. He features prominently in that. Then you're gonna hate listening to this podcast. Why? Because I'm gonna talk all about it. I'm not gonna. But I don't so Darth Vader. <laughs> he yeah. stops by the Esso station at the corner of Strong and King to get some Pringles, <laughs> the official chip of the Empire. Gets his dress uh, dry cleaned, picking up from the dry cleaners. Yeah, but he looks like he's in it. He looks like he's going to come in and out the way he does in some of the Star Wars stories, where in the, the in this comic book, where besides the the Darth Vader one follows him and his story, but in the other ones he kind of appears and then disappears, and then a team is like, okay, let's take him. Oh no, is that Vader? And Vader takes out a thousand guys. He's like a Templar, right? I think uh uh I mean he he's shown up in the in the TV series the uh uh Star Wars Rebels which is set um just before the, well in between I guess Revenge of the Sith Star Wars so in fact right around the same time period as as Rogue One if not just a little bit before and he's shown up there and you know he's such a magnificent menacing presence and if you're going to show Darth Vader this is the period you want to show Darth Vader mm. not when he's a whiny brat not when he's pining away for the fjords or Natalie Portman or whatever. Yeah. Not when he's an old fart and he's like, oh, Luke, yeah, jump on my knee. Let me bounce you like a baby. I wish obsessed. I'd bounce you like a baby. Yeah, he's obsessed with his son. Yeah. Before all that, and he's an, an evil badass, Right. that's what you want to see. Right. This is what we need to see Darth Vader. Like maybe so. in, in Rogue One, he'll really be dangerous. Like. Yeah. I think well, this that, is why I think yeah. the comic book and Rogue One is focusing on that spa- that time yeah. between Star Wars and Empire. Well, Rogue yeah. One's before Star Wars. Are you sure? Well, they're stealing the plans for the Death Star, so yes, I'd say. Yeah. Before oh. Star Wars. <laughs> but, I mean, it's all around the same time period. Well, fuck it's that. Your- I don't want to see it now. I thought it was after. <laughs> so they blow up oh, the Death Star, and then they get the plans. Cool saying. It's more of episode 3B. <laughs> no. Well. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. You know, one thing uh, on a note of Star Wars, I was thinking like one of the things I didn't like about The Force Awakens is how the uh, when Harrison Ford shoots Chewbacca's crossbow laser yeah. gun, right? And yeah. He's like, it's too heavy, or he makes some comment, right? Yeah. What is, no, what he, does says, he say? He says, I like this thing. Yeah. Oh, he likes this thing. Okay, so what I didn't like was like, Really, all the years you've been hanging out with Chewbacca, you never fired his gun. No, he's got Talk his about own. a two-dimensional character. Like, mm. there was no downtime where they were sitting yeah. shooting cans on some planet and yeah. he didn't try Chewbacca's fucking gun. You got kind of a point where it would have been nice to deal with that friendship or partnership a little bit more. Yeah, right? like he could have said something like, I always like this thing. Yeah, or something funny, like that. Exactly, you know? funny right. He has a relationship with right. it already. You hint at it. It's, just a, to- it's just a line, but you can say a lot. About their relationship and just a line. Right? That's right. They may as well have said yeah. Rochester. It's a nice uh, rifle you have. Rochester. Here. Oh. Except, I think those parts <laughs> were the best parts of the Force Awakens. Those little character moments, those little throwaway lines, were the best parts. No, that's uh, true. But it just like Chad saying, it could be so much more. Like, well, I think we're going to see that in the in the Han Solo prequel. That yeah, the standalone. That would be great. I think Lando Carissian's in it. It'll be. It'll yeah. Chewbacca be in it. Yeah. Another Harris, road movie. Harrison Ford's character in Force Awakens was the weakest character. It's a shame I that they focused disagree. on it. I think that they could have done so much more with him because it's like, oh, really? That's what he's going to go do. He's going to just go be a sock and go back to being a smuggler yeah. Yeah. in his same old outfit. 
And then he's never shot Chewbacca's gun. <laughs> Come on. I think it hit yeah, all true. the right. It hit all the beats that people wanted to see about Han Solo. My son turned to the dark side, so I'm going to be a drug dealer again. He wasn't a drug dealer. Nah, smuggled this, smuggled that, whatever. Yeah. Smuggling giant who creatures. What, who knows what he had in those compartments? That's right. It could have been women. White, slave women. White he ain't no Donald Han. Trump. He ain't no Donald Trump. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Chewie, grab that one by the... <laughs> See, Pringles, we're looking out for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if the trailer really... It didn't reveal too much more, this le- most recent one. I think they were lost. So I, I, what I heard was that they had to go and do a whole bunch of reshoots i think what it did show and it doesn't give away a lot in terms of plot i mean we know they're after the plans for the for the death star what it did show is uh is the tone and right. now we've got her saying you know um you know hope that's what a rebellion is built right. on so i think right. what they're trying to sell is the tone of the movie which is maybe what the reshoots were about who knows we'll never know unless they somebody comes out and says you know actually it was a you know a buddy comedy film with a lot of slapstick humor. With Jar Jar. Yeah, with Rick, Mor- Rick Moranis came out of retirement to play Darth Vader. Uh, dark dark, helmet. dark it, helmet. It was yeah. Boba Fett and Jar Jar yeah. in a buddy film going across Naboo. They had to deliver the plans. <laughs> the plans. Darth the plans. is going to be there at 3 p.m. on Tuesday. <laughs> Who's on first? That's right. What? It's not safe enough to send by carrier. Misa hand between two pillows. <laughs> Those aren't pillows. <laughs> Those aren't pillows. <laughs> and Boba, Boba comes in. Die. Boba comes in. <laughs> they don't call it slave one for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. That oh, Boba. In 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 the script, uh, Boba Fett's character's name was actually initially called Donald Trump. My yeah. asset does not hurt her. <laughs> it doesn't fit in there. It doesn't fet in there, get it? <laughs> wacka, wacka, wacka. Anything else for news, boys? That does it? Stranger Things 2 is uh, Wonder Woman oh, right. just about to start. Yeah, and there's Shooting. a lot of talk. Like It's just uh, almost continuing just directly off of the first series. Which I don't right? know how you can do now that the kids have aged so much since it, it was first filmed, but nonetheless, right. that seems to be their approach. Yeah. The big news, of course, is in the... Uh, they had the cast uh, for a panel, and uh, Eleven's there. So yeah. either she's in flashbacks or she's actually there for the... Yeah. Uh, They'll have changed quite a bit. You're right. People have been cosplaying them, which is funny. I saw yeah. some uh, strange things cosplay. Excellent. All you got to do is shave your head and put on a pink dress, <laughs> and you're Eleven. Carry some Eggle waffles. Wear around. no makeup. Yeah. Right, exactly. So now we'll move on to uh, the meat of our episode, which is Dr. Strangy. They pronounced it funny in the film. I know. They were talking about me. They said strange. Um, I'll start off, and I have to say that I did like it. I enjoyed watching it, but... That is the worst. Are you convincing yourself? Yeah. It is kind of like I'm convincing myself, because I had a lot of problems with it. The biggest problem of all was that uh, I found it was one of those movies where it's just too much origin story. Ah. It went way, you know, way too much building, uh, setting him up. And then the bad guy, uh, what's that guy's name? Mads Vasil- No, I know Mads Mickelson. What's his character's name? Casillus or something? Casillus. Yeah. Casillus. Well, so Bill, it was, Bill, he was kind of got the short shrift, you know, uh, he, they didn't really give an, enough time for his motivations. And if you don't 
you know, a, a hero is only as good as the villain that he's fighting. And I, I disagree. I think they gave him an, all the motivation he needed, which was that he uh, he wanted to uh, transform the Earth into the dark dimension that he could live forever. Why? So that he could live forever. I think I said that. Um, oh, before that, I was going to say, Bill, you ignorant slut. So, uh, unlike all the other Marvel movies, I think, and and maybe the closest is Iron Man, is you can't have somebody uh, as arrogant uh, and uh, ego-driven as Doctor Strange is at the beginning of the movie, uh, quickly, you know, within five minutes of getting um, uh, a little bit of training in the, in the mystic arts, suddenly become altruistic and, you know, battling for the greater good. Because that you would be like Doctor, to... that would be like Darth Vader. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Luke, it's too late suddenly. for me. Hey, I know. I'm going to fight for the good side. It was that would be ridiculous. Exactly, It'd be ridiculous. So I, I, I actually enjoyed the uh, the path that he goes, and and it was a half an hour. I looked at my watch after when the action began. Yeah, and it was like it was a half an half an hour of character development. I thought it was fine. It seemed way longer than that. Mm. Like I'm, I mean, I want Did more. You than, run out of popcorn. I want that, more were than. You, were you hangry? I want more than five minutes. But uh, I don't know I felt it went on way too long. There could have been a little bit more abstracting in there. I just then, wish that. In the origin story, they had, you know, it wasn't so obvious because he was like a, a doctor who became a wrestler, and then the guy didn't pay him, and then the guy went and killed the guy, and he didn't stop the guy, right? And then he killed his uncle, and the so he became and became sorcerer supreme, right? It was just kind of like you know, and then the, the gratuitous scene with Halle Berry and she moves the paper and she's naked and you can see her breast. I mean, that <laughs> the mirror, the mirror. Yeah, that that wasn't really necessary. Um, I think that was totally necessary, but maybe not plot-wise. Well, they, they wanted to have some bad actors in the film, oh. too. Uh, what I really appreciated about Doctor Strange is, yet again, Marvel found a different tone, a different take uh, for their movie that sets it apart from their other movies. In, in the same way that Ant-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy were very much different than, than what had come before. And this is this is the the secret weapon they have. Unlike DC, which is cold, gray, no colors, everybody's depressing, nobody smiles, it's bad, 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 and then, oh, snapped a neck. It's uh, Marvel's able to find different ways to do these movies that is completely uh, intriguing. I, I thought it was a great film. And well, I love the Steve Ditko influences. Well, the other problem I had is what what you just said is uh, like opposite. I feel the opposite. It's iterative of so many different films. Like The effects are right out of the inception. Right, folding the city around just ripped right out of Inception. It was uh, a little bit extra with the movement of the people are actually in it and they're flying around like rag dolls, which is a little more interesting. But still, well, you're talking about a small scene within the movie. Small scene. It opened with it with the ancient one, and then they're fighting. Yeah, but through. still, in a, in a that's a huge movie, part of it. In a two-hour movie, that was maybe five minutes, Bill. I don't um, think so. No, no. I, think it was longer I have than to that. say, I, I'll agree with you, Bill. The I thought that those Inception bits were just. A little too fucking much. It started. It's the opening scene. It keeps coming back to it, whether they're in Tibet or wherever, and it's kind of like, you know. In fact, I have to say that the the last big battle, where the whole world is going clockwork shit. Yeah. I just found it was like it got to the point where I was like, stop it! You're making me nauseous. I can't follow all the action sequences hmm. while all the background is moving all over the place. <laughs> well, that's 3D for you, man. No, it wasn't the 3D. It was the it was like layers of movement that it's like, look, I can only watch one thing at a time. 
you know, and you're making me sick. It feel like I'm feeling car sick watching that part. Mm. I solved that problem by focusing on the characters. But I will say mm. that the thing I liked most and the thing I liked least about it. Yep. The thing I liked most was the origin story being developed and having an actual character take your for them to take their time and really just flush it out. You know, they they develop the character. This is one of my biggest problems with the way superhero movies are going, where they're just kind of like doing it. It's just like let's just smash shit for fucking an hour and a half. Are you referring to the Joss Whedon movies? Not any of them, like Superman, Batman versus Superman, or sorry, Batman v Superman, because it's not versus. It's they've removed hope. We've established that. <laughs> There's no S on the verses. Yeah. Um. You know, but with this, they sort of took their time and they said, you know, this movie's not for everybody. This isn't glitz and glam. There's not a lot of laughs. This is let's let's just develop this guy. Hmm. And in the Marvel comic book world, Doctor Strange went from being like Hugh Hefner, living in pajamas and having orgies, yeah. you know, drinking a lot of funky tea, uh, with a bit of honey, to actually being a really great character. Because during the the comic book Civil War, he his mansion is where. You know, the rebel Avengers headed by Captain America hang out. Right. And they're hidden because nobody knows where that is. It's like it's a, in a hidden world, sort of like Hogwarts. So I really like that development. What I didn't like was that the villain, Mads Mikkelsen, I think he's he's great. I mean, he should have been Bolt Blofeld and not wasted as just a, a bad guy in the first Casino Royale film with Bond. But it just seemed like Zod and his cronies. Right. All the way through it. Yeah. They didn't really flush out the villains. Yeah. And it was just sort of like, I am Zod, kneel before Zod, and these are my two super being thugs. Yeah. They were really underdeveloped. Like that's what I'm saying. You have a you have Doctor Strange, he's the hero. He's only as good as the villain he's fighting. And Mads Mikkelsen seemed to me like he was a very somnolent performance. They needed like, to just they took walk, the time. That's why you it. have Mads Mikkelsen. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna have a four hour movie? No, but they no, took I the mean, time take with that, Strange. No, what, what's it going to be? It's going to be two hours of your main character development, or you're going to have two hours of your bad guy. Yeah, it's not. It's not A or B, Ross. It is. No, no it it's is. Not. Yes, you have to. Sp- where, where's that? Yeah, time you're right. Go? I, you're right. My, I want all Mad Mickelson. I don't even there want Doctor Strange. In it. <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You should write Mads. a Netflix show. So there you go. <laughs> well, it's one or the other. It's we not one or the other. It is. We need to shave it back. You can abstract his origin story. Ten minutes. That's all they would have had to even. Like, not even five. You can minutes. abstract. But it. they did that. Like they look did at cover Tony Stark. Look at Tony Stark's. You mentioned Tony Stark, and it's very characters are very similar. Tony Stark's origin story in the original Iron Man. It's. Uh, I don't know if, but for time wise, if it's longer or shorter, it's but it's longer. just. It might even be longer, but it just seems to me I'm more invested. So let's, in let's what's take hap- let's take your excellent happening. example because it defeats your entire point. Okay. So the bad guy in Iron Man. Where was the character development there? In Iron Man. And now there's the silence. Bad, who was the bad guy? Yeah, exactly. Jebediah Stane, who was, took over the over over that. You're right. They should have spent like an hour and a half going on that character. No. But they didn't. No, but... Because man, the movie is about the main character. They painted it in a broad enough brush. He shows up at the beginning. He does something completely horrible. You know he's a bad guy. And then the ancient one explains. He's a, he, he was a student. He didn't find what he was looking for. He wanted something else, which was but isn't immortality. He, is he, isn't he reoccurring? Who? Mads Mikkelsen's character. No. No? He's no. gone. So they just... So he's well, just, he's, he could be one of the nameless ones. So now. he may as well have been mm-hmm. like any, like the chameleon or any of these kind of like, what was, like the jumper or any of these other <laughs> the bad kangaroo. guys. The kangaroo. The that's kangaroo. One, that's you know? a famous one. Could yeah. have been any of these like ridiculous characters. So, you know... I just found that they could have doted like all they really did for his backstory was make it seem like 
you know, the the ancient one said, "Oh yeah, he was a student and he turned to the dark side." It was again, like, it was like Obi Wan again. Yeah, more you know? iterative of Star Wars now. First and, we have Inception, so now we've got Star Wars. All we right? all we do all the way through it is think, "Oh, is he?" So he's like vader so that gives him a lot of gravitas right like yeah. that makes him that brings him up because we all identify with those that that quality and they didn't fulfill it but he, he explained at the end exactly what he was trying to draw stephen strange actually dr strange he kept correcting everybody mr doctor uh, to his uh to his side by saying you know i'm not trying to destroy the world i'm trying to save it by making it live forever in the dark world i think his his motivations were perfect and there is an allusion to, to Darth Vader and that Dormammu could be the emperor in this illusion. Mm. Fine. And, and and I think it worked perfectly. Well, I think, no, don't get me wrong. I liked Mads and I thought that they even managed to touch in some, touch on some things where he, he accused the Ancient One of being not what she seemed. Right. Right. And that alone suddenly gave him development, right, by, by having that insight and then passing it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just found like, especially the two the two guys that were with him. I just thought these are the two weakest characters I've ever seen. In a they were they were movie. just yeah nameless thugs. Yeah, they, they but but they were yeah. so powerful. You would think that they would have a little more mm. going for them, but they just seem like stuntmen who'd been dressed up, basically. Right. You know. Although I love the scene where he uh, he he's, he arrives in the sanctum sanctorum of the uh, Greenwich Village mansion. It doesn't know how anything works, but he figures out that there's these mirrors or windows that are to other parts of the earth and yeah, he tosses one through them. And then it's a she, I think. And yeah. she's running back to try and jump through back into the portal. And he's des- he's fighting another one and he's desperately trying to change it so she can't jump back. I thought that was very inventive. Yeah. It, was a, it was a terrific. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. He had three, two men yeah. and a woman, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. not like Zod. No, it's different. Zod only had one man and one woman. Right. So it's the numbers <laughs> don't match up in your in your analysis. So obviously wrong. It's totally, totally obviously making shit up. But go. the you know, and then you know, one of the bad guys gets uh, taken out by the cloak of levitation, which don't, well, well, the cloak don't fuck was, with a cloak. That was amazing. Uh, and that part was awesome. Yep. Now, did the cloak have a personality in the comic? Well, there was no backstory in the movie, and that's my biggest complaint, is I think they should have spent an hour going on about well, do where did the, the cloak come from? Does it have a personality? What, what's his favorite movie? Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, that's a, that's why I'm happy there's uh, abstraction there. I'm not looking for a backstory for that. It's just neat what it's doing, right? Yeah. I don't need a lot of explanation It was for neat. That. I don't remember it having that life in the comic, though. No, I don't think it so. It has but. no well, I haven't, sentience, I haven't, right? I haven't read any of the uh, more recent uh, Doctor Strange, so maybe it's there. But no. um, uh, giving it more of a character was brilliant, and and having it being, you know, the throwaway line from Baron Mordo about it um, uh, being very choosy about who it uh, sides with was uh, interesting because yeah. obviously there's yep. it, it spots something in Doctor Strange that right. it's like the Sorting Hat in Harry Potter, a little bit, a little right. bit. It was obviously, great when he uh, at, near, towards the end he pops his collar. He pops it up like the yeah. Dit- Ditko style. Yep. Yeah. There were a lot of Ditko in- influ- uh, influences in this movie. Uh, uh, Wong has a, when he goes to defend the Hong Kong sanctum, he has um, a weapon that's straight out of a Steve Ditko panel. Mm. The Dark Dimension uh, with all the little spidery balls on, on uh, threads straight out of Steve Ditko. Right. And then the costume was costume was gorgeous. It was. They did a yeah. lot of great little things like when he was stealing books. I love that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Wong was great. And, you know, it was better for us who know, knew that Wong becomes his sort of 
I don't know. It's not his butler, his Alfred, but sort of like his Alfred. In the comics, I don't. I, don't, I think in the movie, he's going to stay, remain as the librarian in Comertage. I don't think he's going to have the same but role. No, but that's going to be Doctor Strange's mansion. He's going to live there. He's going to live in the Greenwich Village, but so Wong lives like, in Comertage. Where the library? Sure? Yeah, I'm pretty so it'll sure be like his, so it'll be like his Cato, and he's like yeah. throwing spells at him out of nowhere. Like, yeah, which is funny. <laughs> I don't think that's the way they're going to work because they're trying to make Wong into more of a character than just a a manservant. Um, Rachel McAdams was great. Yeah, she she was such an underdeveloped character. Like she didn't do shit. No, but you know she had that nice scene where she's in the hospital when he comes back, but she doesn't really do anything. It's just a damsel in distress kind she of thing. She looks sweet. She's yeah. she's not in, in distress, and in no way is he fighting to save her. She saves him. Well, yeah, I, I mean, like, uh, well, he's she's trying to help him, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um the yeah. the other guy that I liked in this That's movie true. a lot, and I I'm gonna just butcher his name. Do it. But it's Chewittle Chewittle. Oh. E G O for. Yeah, Mordo, right? Yeah, Baron Mordo, and yeah. he's like. I love that actor. He was uh he played the assassin in mean, Serenity. That's right. Even though Serenity was He was a in Kinky movie. Boots. There you go. He was in Kinky Boots. <laughs> brilliant. Oh that. <laughs> oh Ross, you and your musicals. <laughs> Wasn't a musical. Kinky you Boots and your isn't cro- a musical? Well the stage was, but not the movie. There was a movie? Yeah. It was based on a movie. Really? It's a true story. It was based a- on a movie that wasn't a musical? Yes. You're bullshitting me. I'm not bullshitting you. You're making shit up. I do make a lot of shit up. This is one shit I did not make up. Greece was based on gang wars and high schools in the 1940s. This is going to blow your mind, but West Side Story was based on Romeo and Juliet. I don't know if you know that. You're fucking with me. I am not fucking with you. It's like Shakespeare to take credit for everything. (laughs) No, uh, uh, Kinky Kinky Boots is a true story. About a uh, a shoe factory in England that was about to go under, and uh, uh, in the sixties, and a rather flamboyant gentleman, um, who uh, uh, crossdresser, came came and had them create uh, boots specifically for the crossdressing market, and in the sixties, that turned out to be a boon, and then they made a musical. Go ahead, right. go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm not looking for that because oh. I, I I tuned. Were you still talking? Right. <laughs> I was just like watching Bill. He's going through his his notes, scribbling out off oh, fucking kinky boots. I <laughs> I want to talk. I was going to talk about kinky I boots. I want to talk about kinky boots. Uh, this what is I the wanted Cindy Lauper section. What I wanted to say was I found at the end uh, Baron Mordo's motivation way more interesting than Mad Mickelson's. Like well, that's it makes because, more sense. That's because Baron Mordo is is more of a bigger character. He had a better arc, Doctor Strange. That's his uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah, he had yeah. a way better arc. Like yeah. you know, he came around, he came around from being a disciple to being uh, you know hating her so much that he's going to fight against Strange. Well, I guess apparently. the thing is, is that with a movie like Doctor Strange, you think how many are they going to get away with? Are they going to get a second one? Oh yeah, I yeah. think they yeah. would. Oh yeah. Well, it's a huge hit. Was it? It did oh, really yeah. well. It's oh, doing yeah. fantastically well, and yeah. you've got to do the the whole Baron Mordo. That was. I'm looking forward that. to that. Like I said, I think he'll be a much more interesting villain to me. Sure. He's got more of a setup. Um, I for, like the fact, and and, and I mean. For those of us who read the comics, I like the fact that the the this movie sets them up as friends. In fact, Baron Mordo comes across as, yeah, well, Baron as a hero. Yeah, well, Baron Mordo saves his ass. He's yeah. the guy who convinces the ancient one. We'll give him a chance. Yeah, he's the one who right. says like, "We need somebody like this." He's Let's sitting at the door him. for so long. He's been there eighteen hours. That's right. Let's give him a chance. I like the fact that they set them up as friends initially, only for there to be this uh, betrayal, or I mean, depending on whose side you're you're on. 
uh, and for a huge conflict in the next movie. I think that's that's brilliant. Yeah, like Magneto, I guess. Yeah. Well, well if he, Strange if go- is a weird character. See, that's the thing is that of all the characters, he's become more relevant now than he used to. Just be weird. It would be like. He was underused for a long time, although I think recently they've they've discovered, oh, well, maybe even since the Infinity Gauntlet stories at the end of the 80s, but uh, Doctor Strange unique comic book character. So co-created by Steve Ditko, also co-created Spider-Man. Um, the first five issues were just mysteries, um, stories that Doctor Strange solved as Doctor Strange. The first issue, the first story was not an origin story. No, his origin is like... It's like five issues later. He's just a guy that can do magic, and then he, he in the first in the first story with Doctor Strange, he's approached by somebody who's having these horrible dreams, and it turns out he's uh, the the per- and Doctor Strange uh, uses his astral projection to enter his dream. Turns out the guy murdered somebody and uh, was feeling guilty over it, and then wanted to trap Doctor Strange because now he knew and he didn't want him to get out. Right. Uh, but for five issues, here he is solving these mysteries, and you do not know the origin. And then I guess people started to write in letters and like, hey. How did this guy come to be? And and Stanley was like, "Oh, I guess we'd better do the orchestra." I kind of wish they had done it, done that this time. Oh. In any event, what I was getting <laughs> at, uh, or where I was going with this, is if you go back and read them, the first few issues of Doctor Strange. Yep. If you look at the uh, artistic rendering of him, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's very Asian. Hmm. It's not until later that he develops more of the Caucasian look that we all associate with him. Right. So you know, there's all this talk about well of course um you would have played upon the um uh, archetype of a uh, of an uh, ancient um or of a uh, asian mystic so that they made him look rather asian in the first few issues and then uh probably changed their like minds. the mandarin yeah or the or you know the the yellow claw from the from the captain america comic uh and then changed their minds later when they wanted to make him more of a superhero like hmm. very intriguing character you know, right out, right out of the gate, beautiful um, costume design and fantastic visuals with these incredible dark, dim- the dark dimension where there's all these like uh, they look like uh, subatomic particles floating around and Dormammu with the flaming head. Hmm. So Dormammu is like um, Ghost Rider, kind of, but eviler. Right. I found that there wasn't for me there wasn't enough of a, of a transition for Strange, like. They have, like you say, they you know they did this, uh, they did his origin story. They set everything up, but there's not really um, when he, he he doesn't really have a part where he's broken. Like uh, I mean, I, he gets injured and he fucks up his fingers, and there goes his uh, surgery career. Boo hoo hoo! But there's no part where he's really broken and has to really try to piece himself together. Like Batman, uh, the Dark Knight Returns, where Bane throws Batman into the pit. And he's really got to, you know, find the strength within himself to like, it's sim- it's symbolized by him being able to climb up the wall to get out. I know what you mean. It's sort of like the, we never saw him totally, totally destroyed, which right. we needed to so that they could build him back up. Right. And it's it reminded me when he was outside of the temple, which that whole scene, I have to say that that nothing looked more like a soundstage <laughs> than than that, loca- that locale. Right. But it reminded me of Game, Game of Thrones. Um, and then I don't know if you guys have watched the last season. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Right. So in the last season, because I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but I'll spoil it for everybody else. Go ahead. The millions of people who tune in. Um, the uh, what's her name? The uh, Stark girl, the young girl with with the area. Area. Yeah. Uh, when when they blind her. 
Yep. And they put her out in the street. Yeah. And that's what we needed from Doctor yeah, well, she Strange. Has a great, yeah, she has a great, that's you a know? really long, she's, elongated part of she's, the Game yeah. of Thrones where she's really broken down. And so they keep coming back and she's like, she's destroyed. And a to girl make has worth, no name. She's gonna, the girls, the other woman's going to go out there and just beat the shit out of her. Yeah, yeah. she does. You know? And, yeah. and it's, it's sort of, that's what we needed. Yeah. If you're going to spend a lot of time on that origin story, really give me like break fucking strange because what he's got to do, the other, and this feeds into the second part is, so he goes to what? He, what's the name of the place? Kamartage. Goes to Kamartage, and they show. She shows the ancient one. Shows him what reality is. Shows him the multiverses, and like he goes for a trip, and he's like, okay. Like if they had a broken him, then I can see him. You know, he, he grasping at anything, and he grasps at this crazy thing he's shown, and like I can accept that he's going to quickly accept it. So I think I think they approach the character in a different way, and maybe what you were looking for is in, in the nature of the story. But mm. he was broken before that. He was broken by the car accident and and losing the ability to his whole, entire <laughs> ego was wrapped up in being okay, the super right. surgeon. Yeah, they said that. Yeah, and, that and, makes and sense. He loves to spend money. They do and set and that up. Yeah. So he was broken then, and the, the, the challenge from then on when he encounters the Ancient One wasn't so much him being beaten down and having to come back up again. It was the is him having to let go of his ego. In order for him to move forward and to become right. yeah, and the she person does, he wanted to be. She does focus on that a little bit. You have to let go yeah. of She of says your, you've been looking through a keyhole your whole life, and you want to widen that keyhole, and she's talking about yeah. the medical profession. Yeah. And then when you're pre- presented with it, why are you denying it so i think the for me the 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 turning point for dr strange was when uh the ancient one has been uh is on the verge of death and her he follows her astral projection out into a balcony and you know she talks about uh she's seen this moment many many times but never anything past it and now she's realized that this is it this is where she dies yeah she's gonna see but she passes on in the in that dialogue this, you know, she, yes, she has done something by by pulling energy from the dark dimension to remain alive for many years. She has done something wrong, but in her mind, it was for the greater good. You have to make that choice. That's too. interesting too. Maybe like you're saying, it's a nice juxtaposition with Matt's Mickelson, who's kind of thinking the same thing, right? But in well, a different I, way, at a much grander scale. Exactly. Scale, right? And I think at that point, Doctor Strange finally sees that if he if he lets go of his ego, he can do good in a different way than going back. Because remember, his entire purpose. We're going to Comertage and training is to regain the use of his fingers. Yeah, to to, re, to return to being a surgeon. What he didn't know right. is that is that the guy that he met that healed himself uh, with um, uh, paralysis is that he's using dark energy to do that. Right. And uh, right. it's not that he's healed; it's that he's used dark energy to subvert the healing yeah. and, and appear normal. Maybe it should be like what you're doing. You're going to see it again tomorrow. Yeah. Probably if I view it again, I might pick up. It seems, it seems to me like maybe I missed some stuff when I was watching it. Maybe I, I, I'm yeah. not. I, I'm I'm very keen on the character. But when he when he re, when he realizes that or he learns that, I f- I found that they also didn't. And I remember thinking this as the movie was going on, because because the hands were such a big thing all yeah. the way through. Yeah. Right. It's funny. I just watched the movie Joy. Have you watched that? No. With, with uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's great. It was great, but at one point um, before she goes on the the shopping network, Bradley Cooper says, "It's the hands, the hands. Watch the hands. You know, the hands are what tells the story, right? Right. Look at this, and look at that, and look right. at this, and show the hands. And so it's funny because that movie resonated with me throughout this movie because 
I kept thinking this is all about hands. Yeah. yeah. Right. So at one point when he's all broken down in his in his amazing apartment and uh, Rachel McAdams has just left yeah. and he puts his hands on the on the glass and it's all this because the characters all like these crazy hand gestures in the yeah. comic yeah. and hands are like a big deal. Absolutely, but I found. And then when he's looking in the when he goes on his trip, he's like you said, he has the fractal hands where the hands grow from his hands, grow from his hands. And so hands are a huge thing. But I found that they fucked up by when he realized that you know dark magic, he was using it so he could walk the guy, and so the hands, whether you could have all that mobility again, you just had to sort of be it as opposed to get it back. You know, there's no going to be not going to be a magic cure, but they never got to the point where mm. here's the moment where he went, oh, yeah, look what I can do. I can well, still then, use you know, my hands for something else, I guess. By the end of the movie, like, it's very subtle. Like, there's no – they didn't make any mention of the fact that he went from not being able to make the little circle fire sparky thing yep. to making all the crazy hand gestures, you know, and overcoming that part. It's almost at one point they just stopped talking about the hands. Well, mm. I, but the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, he looks at his hands and they're still shaking. Right. And the, and the idea yeah. was is that no matter you know he could use dark energy, he could get his fingers back so that they're you know he can do precise surgeries. But look at all the other things he can do without that, and he doesn't need to oh, do he, that. Right? Well, I like that that you know because he doesn't need to be the surgeon anymore. Right. Those days are over yep. because he's you know that's like. Uh, having access to different dimensions and then saying, yeah, but I'm going to go, you know, sell vacuum <laughs> Do a crossword really quick, quickly. You know, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of taking the, See, the to, wind out of your daily life state. The, the, in my mind, when I was watching the movie, the illusion I made was, um, was, uh, and you know, James Earl Jones and, uh, Hank Williams Jr. People who stutter in conversation, they stutter. Mm. The minute they start singing, they don't. Yeah, there's a guy on American Idol who was like that yeah. too. Yeah. And to me, that was that that was Doctor Strange when he's doing his uh, magic with his hands. You don't see any kind of wavering. You don't even see any stuttering in his in his hands. He's doing it perfectly, especially towards the end. Uh, but when then he's calm and he's he's not doing magic, his hands are shaking like crazy. Mm. But when he's doing magic, he's got it, baby. But right. I and, and I will say that you know, even thinking about it a little bit more, all that Inception stuff. I think it was completely pointless. No, I, don't I think know. it was like, look what we can do. Mm. And even, even like the 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 other dimensional stuff with the hands and all that. That's so. That's so much more relevant to the story of. But of the, the mirror. Character. I think they set up that in the mirror dimension, you can do all these things that are safe that doesn't affect the outside dimension. Yeah, but well, the, what was the point? That's the thing. Is that in the opening yeah. scene and all the other scenes where all this clockwork shit going on with all the buildings twisting and turning and turning into Escher yeah. and walking this way? What's the point? Yeah. There seemed to be no point. Like if you're gonna just run away. Well, so, really, it's it's really reduced to. Okay, they go in. I created this mirror dimension, and the guy says, "Well, they can still kill us, and it's just a question of mortality." There's no, there's no more. That's just what you're saying. There's no more stakes except that they're going to get killed. They can be killed, and yeah, you can do that anywhere. Exactly. No, no, no. no <laughs> so if you're just going to run, then run. Yeah. Why do you have to run up the the backward staircase? Yeah. You know? they're, they're, because Doctor Strange created the mirror dimension, and in the, in the second time you see it. He created it thinking he could trap the bad guy in there who couldn't do any damage to the outside world. Little did he know 
that the bad guy now was uh, tied into the dark dimension power and could affect yeah, outside. But the my mirror. point is that even within that other dimension, why would the bad guy, why would Mads Mikkelsen want to twist the world around? It doesn't, it's, it's not it's, relevant. It is because you're, you're trying to, uh, I mean, he ends up killing the ancient one by doing that. Is he it by her. that that he does? Yeah, she he flips over and he, he ends up being able to stab her and she falls down and crashes yeah, through. It's weak though. It's it's sort of like it's it's what I've complained about other superhero movies of you know, Civil War. It still comes down to I'm going to go punch you in the face. It is. A and this is movie. the same thing though. It's, it's like It's not the Seven Seal. They have No, I know, but they have this is a magic movie. This is a movie where they're using the, he's the sorcerer supreme and all these people have this ancient magic that can twist reality. But even Mads Mikkelsen and his and his cronies, his three his three uh, goons, they're all I'm going to punch you in the face. Well, That's that... their whole approach. It's all I'm going to punch you. Right. I uh, wanted to touch on Tilda Swinton, who was awesome as the ancient one. She was so good. I liked her kind of grinning, quietly lunatic performance. Very, you, you think she's uh, very attractive, right, Ross? Uh, she's not, your type not, of woman. Not even the least. Uh, you usually go for those older. You just go for the bald white. <laughs> well, I go grinning. for women. Unlike, <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Um, what I pre- I think you need Amy a- Acker didn't take a picture with you, right? You didn't just see the singer Lord coming out of Shoppers. For all we know, for all we know, it's just a girl who looks like Amy Acker like, with oh. big hair. You know, no, no, um, it was Amy Acker. You nailed it. It's the, the the grinning uh, kind of weirdness yeah. that is is the hallmark of a Tilda Swinton role um, was perfect in that in that part because it creates sort of a I know something you don't right. otherworldly uh, characteristic, and when she shows. Um, Doctor Strange, um, when she she does the thing where she hits him and he yeah. astral projects, he's like, "What the hell was that?" Yeah. Uh, and then she tosses him into uh, the the multiverse. Yeah. Um, she she and I mean it's Tilda Swindon, so without even having to explain anything, you immediately get the fact that yeah, she's a Celtic uh, mystic who's been around for I don't know a million years. Who knows? But yeah, you buy it. You just I buy. I get that she was Celtic. They said Celtic, but isn't she English? Well, she could be Irish. English. Her accent sounds about like she's de- entirely English. Well, some Irish people. Tilda Swinton's her fake stage name too. Well, is it? Yeah, you know, because she lives up to the because the name sounds very like she is. Yep. Her name's really Sue Johnson. Really? Yeah. You're lying. No, it's really that's true. I believe you're Sue lying. Sue Johnson, and then she changed it to <laughs> Tilda you're Swinton. You're so lying. <laughs> it's such a big liar. <laughs> her real name's <laughs> Betty Sue. Betty Sue Johnson. It's really hilarious. Maria Smith. That's Just. hilarious. <laughs> uh, she was she was wonderful. Although yeah. of course it's quite controversial, and people have uh, taken the director to task for changing the ancient one from a traditionally male Asian um, character in the comic books to a female um, Anglo-Saxon. Yeah, well, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Exactly. You do do have an Asian guy, and he's this wizened, ancient guy full of knowledge. Like, oh, stereotyping. Exactly. Now you've got Kung Fu all over there. Why are Chinese people always so wise? Yeah. Yeah. What a terrible stereotype. And yet they changed Baron Mordo from being, you know, a a European, swarthy, Hungarian, European to a a black guy. Works perfectly. No problems with that. Certain characters can change just fine. Well, I remember they justified it saying, well, the ancient one could be anybody. So what's the difference? 
And I yeah. think most characters, it's true. I think some characters have to stay sacred. They mention that and, as a it's a title in the movie, don't they? They mention that it's just yeah, a title. Yeah, it's just a title. It's not a yeah. it's not an actual person, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and this is these changes I'm good with. Like this is, you know, changing Mordo to a black guy and changing the ancient one to a an English woman, that's fall fine. I yep. think that I still am still disgruntled about Nick Fury though. I know. Nick Fury should still be a white guy. Well we can thank the uh, ultimates for that. Yeah. yeah. And overtly. Yeah. Which is surprising because the ultimates would also lead us to having a, uh, the wasp would be Chinese. And that would be okay because that, again, has no bearing on the character. Right. But Nick Fury, his entire character is wrapped up in actual history. Well, if you go back to the World War II, which they don't cover in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Trump will change that all. <laughs> They'll be orange washing. Yeah. <laughs> They'll go back and colorize all the Marvel movies. <laughs> They'll be orange. And he'll, he'll make a statement. In every movie, Samuel L. Jackson will say, get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane. I'm saying, that's a good line. Those are good words. Except we're going to make him white. <laughs> Just because I can. The thing about the effects in uh, Doctor Strange is we were talking about it sort of very similar to Inception. But there really wasn't like I'm gonna see a movie titled Doctor Strange. I want I want stuff like there's no game changing effects like you no, saw strange. in the in the Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. But that really changed everything. It was, you don't think him traveling through the multiverse was spectacular? Well, I think it was spectacular, but it's just a guy flying through effects. Yeah, like but, the but Matrix was good. really changed the environment, like. The bullet time effects, right? Mm. It's not, it wasn't it wasn't original to the movie, but the way they did it, it's like, whoa! It blows you away, and there's nothing really like that in Doctor I Strange. I see what you mean, although I think I I love the astral projection fight in the ER with one right. of the cronies and and Doctor Strange. I mean, I, I that, suppose that that's good. not groundbreaking, but yeah. that was uh, it was very imaginative. The stuff they it did was, was very when they, imaginative. When they interacted with her, and suddenly, you know, like the. Everything would go flying on the yeah, stuff's table, moving around yeah. just slightly. It's slightly moving around a little bit. Like if they would bump it, the thing would move a little bit, yeah. and that's interesting. That, yeah, that I, was, and the cape, the cape was very Harry Potter, but it was great. But I and I found that when he went flying through all the all the multiverse, I thought it was great because of the speed he was moving. Yeah, because right. that was kind of unusual, and it was really right. And, and then when uh, Mordo says uh, he's going to die, he's going to have a heart attack, whatever, she immediately stopped him. Checked him and said, "No, you're fine," and then send him back. Yeah, exactly. Right, Which and I cool. thought that was really well done. But yeah. I think that you're totally right that they tried to dazzle us with that Inception stuff, but it didn't make any sense. I think, with, especially with 3D, they should have immersed themselves in more day because they had like that whole day glow scene, right? Black and their fluorescent pinks and greens. The dark dimension. Yeah. They could have done a lot more of that stuff and gone. Let's just do it. You know, let's just go crazy 60s 70s acid trip because right. that's what that character I thought be. it I well I thought it had that acid trip quality and because you've never taken acid right no see wah, wah, wah. Have that's you, why it's have just you ever not, had tea uh <laughs> see I thought the special effects were maybe perhaps weren't groundbreaking but the scene in Comertage where they enter the mirror dimension in order to do, practice this magic that wouldn't affect the real world I thought that was spectacular right. the I know you call it the inception like I thought those scenes with the warping of the of the buildings was amazing. Well, the things they the thing they did that was cool was 
like I said, oh, you've seen it in Inception, but then in this movie, it t- turns and it changes the world and people slide. You're running on the floor and suddenly you're sliding down the yeah. side of a building, right? Because things have tilted. I thought that, I right? mean, perhaps you two had different uh, approach to that or different feelings, but I thought those scenes were spectacular and the way that, you know, the, the, the stairways would form in front of them as they're running and trying to get away from the bad guys. Uh, and fighting them, I thought I, I thought those scenes were spectacular. But uh, Chad has already uh, brought up the specter of Hogwarts and Harry Potter, and you kind of get a feeling that way. There's like a little bit running of that. up the stairs sure. that are moving. Sure, there right. definitely a little bit of that. So, I mean, to your point, was there anything that was uh, never before seen? Probably not. Right. Probably not. Although I I thought the traveling through the multiverse and and with the little tiny hands that freaked me out. Tiny hands. Yeah. Tiny hands, Trump. Um, you know. This movie, you know, now that every movie now is produced in the era of AD, right? It's after Deadpool. <laughs> and Deadpool changed things so much, right? That I'm, you know, a movie like Doctor Strange has really got to up its game. And I didn't, you know, I want a little less of the Marvel play it safe, you know, attitude. And I want more of that kind of out of control. You know, Deadpool not, but, but feeling it, where it's like out of control. There's like really, it's really strange shit happening. And I, I, I right? know what you mean, but if you did that in every movie, then it would be sameness. So the thing about Deadpool that set it apart from all the other movies was the fact that it was so different. The last thing you want to do is replicate that in every single movie so that it becomes same. Well, well it's funny. True. On another note, like I, I recently watched, when it came out, I couldn't be bothered. I don't think any of us could with the new X-Men, Age of Apocalypse. Mm. They make X-Men movies? Yeah, they did because they, they wanted to feature that, that uh, hairy guy with the long fingernails. and uh, But anyway, so I watched the new Age of Apocalypse and it was really good. It was really good. The last few X-Men movies have been terrible and it was really entertaining. Hmm. Um, and that whole, what they achieve is the twisting of reality in a way that I think would have suited Doctor Strange better. Right. They do quite often where Apocalypse changes shape and size. Right. Like he puts his hand down and he becomes giant. Yeah. And you almost want a kind of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for is really strange shit. Like they almost did it. Like, like I said, in the Inception stuff, they twist the world and the people move with it. And that's kind of neat. But they didn't really, yeah, did a really going down the rabbit hole kind of stuff that I'm, I'm you know, that I'd be looking for. Yeah. No, I, I totally in. Well, you just have to watch Alice in Wonderland, either one of those movies, and they, they have a real great... They should have maybe brought some of those designers in to make it a little kookier. Right. Um, right. But yeah, Age of Apocalypse was worth seeing, surprisingly. Well, one know? thing I wanted to say about... Uh, you're talking about uh, the X-Men films and you know effects that are maybe iterative, but they're very interesting, is all the stuff with uh, Quicksilver... That's very similar to the Matrix. You could say, "Oh, they're ripping off the Matrix," but the way they do it is so amazing. Like that was something was similar but different. So in yeah. in lacking that kind of thing in Doctor Strange in right? Age of Apocalypse again, uh, Quicksilver steals the show. You know, right. best scene in the film. It's uh, the house is exploding, the the mansion is exploding, and he's getting everybody out. And it's hilarious. It's like there's a fishbowl that that is, uh, you know, spilling out and the fish are flying in the air and he takes a water pitcher and scoops it 
in a circular motion, grabbing the fish in the water and bringing them out. Yeah. And it's because he's got the time. He's got the time. He can do minutiae like that. Yeah, because, you know, and he thinks He it's can all save funny. the fish. So Save the fish, now, save the world. One thing I wanted to say was uh, a neat aspect about Doctor Strange is bucking the tradition of the um, superhero films you get nowadays where, like Batman and Superman, they're laying waste to the city, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where are, why don't they get all the people out? At the end of Doctor Strange, he's doing the opposite. He's rebuilding the city from destruction. That's I thought right. that was kind of interesting where he's changing time. I completely agree with Bill. In fact, maybe that's a reaction who knows to uh, yeah. to the destruction of just about yeah. everything in every DC. It was just movie. something a little different. I'm talking about how similar you know it is to so many other things, but I thought that was a neat difference. We're rebuilding the destruction by going back, and in that time. was a neat fight where yeah. everything's times reversing, and they've got it. Like we're talking about Quicksilver, and he's dealing, interacting right. with the special effects. They are too. They're fighting as things are getting replaced and rebuilt. That's yeah. kind of neat. Yeah, and they that they, was something different. That's where the effects are different. There's and they locked the bad guy in a, in a wall of concrete by yeah. knocking him in there as his rebuilding. Yeah. In fact, I thought the solution to the to the movie, yeah, um, with uh, Dormammu was um, somebody gives him a clue where in the dark dimension there is no concept of time. Right. So Doctor Strange gets the idea. You know what? I'm going to take a little trip to the dark dimension, and I'm going to introduce time, and it's going to really piss off Dormammu because I put it in a loop. And no matter yeah. what he does now, he can kill me a thousand times and it's just going to keep repeating and yeah. repeating and he's trapped. The last thing Dormammu wants is to be trapped in a time loop. Right. Although, I, unfortunately, I have to say, re- repeat myself and say it's kind of iterative of, you know, say, uh, uh, Groundhog's Day or a thing in my head when I was watching That's it is... That's a stretch. Well, the thing I was in my head when I was watching it is that episode of TNG, Cause and Effect. Right. You know, it's like... Well, I don't think it's derivative. I mean, it's a similar thing. But yeah. to Chad's point about most superhero movies end in a big slugfest, this ended with a... That's true. It's clever. It's a it's yeah. a clever solution. It's a bit cerebral, Finally, right? Yeah. For the first time, which is what yeah, Strange should good. have been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is what I appreciated. When I saw it, when I realized what he was doing, because the first time he shows up, yeah. he walks on the planet, he sees Dormammu, Dormammu blows him up or does something, you think, oh, that's kind of the end of the movie. But with the Aya Agamotto, he's created a spell that... Uh, puts time in a loop brilliant brilliant solution no to the problem. i agree i agree i agree that was interesting it without was, punching uh, anybody yeah i also think that the the eye makeup of uh mads mickelson yeah. and his cronies it, at first i thought it was so cool yeah and the more it went on i kept looking at it because i was like how do they do it and it's like it actually looks really stupid when no. you really focus on it mm. <laughs> that'll look cool yeah you see on the eyeshadow there <laughs> yeah whatever his name is but you like, could see you could see a, a glowing light which when he they break the connection to the dark dimension, it disappears. Right, that was really. I thought that was an interesting. Mm. That's right, because that's that's the the link is the bags under your eyes. Absolutely, yeah. isn't Get that always sleep. the case? Can you guys answer me a question? Yes, riddle me this, Batman. What is Stan Lee reading in the bus on his cameo? He says it's so ridiculous. A uh, penthouse forum. No. What's he reading? Uh, it's a 1960s book about uh, you know sort of uh, trippy. Um, um, possibly written by somebody who who sampled some uh, LSD or acid, something you know so much about. Doors of Chad. Perception. Uh, yes. Is that what he was? Ad- Adults Huxley. Yeah. Yeah. There you wow. go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. A- so very a nice little toss it, it, to. Um, no, Aldous Huxley. 
Did he write Doors of Perception? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. he wrote uh, Brave New World. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, well. right. Yeah. Doors of Perception, which yeah, is what the Doors named their band after. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and which is a nice tie into the history of Doctor Strange being created as a character in the nineteen sixties. Right. And then he's laughing that he's saying it's so ridiculous. Yeah, because that's what's happening all around yeah. them in the movie. I guess, of course, that's interesting. Yeah, I like. That. Apparently, Stanley has uh, filmed all his next like. Five or six. <laughs> he better. I guess they better. What is he, 90? No, he's 142. <laughs> he's older than 90, isn't he? Uh, I think he is well in his 90s. Oh, actually, on our website, I actually have Stanley's birthday, and I think what's throwing me off is that I, I started inputting his birthday for and there's the no next low 10. Numbers? But he's, he's hitting, he's going to be 100, like, in not too many years. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not doing personal appearances anymore. Um, he's done. He seems pretty good. Although he does. You said maybe they've recorded that. They just got him in a bus. A bus set. Yeah. Like, that was like five years ago. No. <laughs> uh, who was he looked a little young and spry. I yeah. think it was well, the uh, the Guardians of the stuff. Galaxy director. Um, James Gunn. James Gunn. James Gunn. He's done all the Stanley. He directed all the Stanley Cameos for the next four movies. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, so that's how long they in. planned out, Get him in. Is yeah. there Get any word on the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? Uh, I don't know. I can't wait to see it. it mm. look, I'm sure it's going to be good. I know Iron Man's in it. Yep. That's the trade-off. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, Can't that, wait. That was the best part of Civil War for me. Yeah. The whole movie, the best part was the stuff with Tony Stark and, and Spider-Man that yeah. was yeah. So yeah, I need good. to see it a second time because I, you know, I was kind of underwhelmed yeah. by it. I had the same reaction to Civil War as I'm having with Doctor Strange. I'm like, there was something missing, something that would draw me in and I would find interesting. And like, that's an interesting take on... This idea, I, you know, Winter Soldier was great. A 70s espionage thriller with crazy superheroes. Like, that's brilliant. Something different I can latch on to. Like, wow, it's really good. I can see what they're doing. I can watch the movie and see what they're doing. It's and you're no, asking it's for a no, refund of your ticket? Is that I didn't know. I enjoyed it. Is that what you're I'm not complaining. Like, well, this is garbage. I'm not going to call Doctor Strange garbage, but I don't know. I was... Something, expecting something a little more. Like, yeah. like maybe right. Wonder Woman trailer worthy. You know, yeah, like, exactly. like that, because yeah. like that trailer fucking dazzled. Right. Well, the thing you know, you can you can almost uh, juxtapose the two because, you know, Wonder Woman. I want them to here's here's a female superhero, and there's all these things you could talk about. You know, because you're in you're in this realm where it's ner- male nerds, you know, white male nerds, and you can play with the idea of a woman superhero, and you can talk about all those things. You know, all the all the uh, stereotypes you have with women and you can break all that you smash all that with this movie right and that's what i'm hoping they're gonna do but they you know it talk about the social issues we have now in the milieu of a superhero movie right that's the kind of stuff i want to see you know deal with that don't make it the whole focus but take the opportunity to talk about those things right the kick-ass female hero. I suppose it, it always depends on the character. And with, with Wonder Woman, you have that chance because she's an outsider. That's not something that you would bring right. necessarily. Yeah, she's like a fish out of water, right? Yeah. So you can, you know. She's she'll be completely isolated from yeah. the world. So, you so can, she'll be surprised by that stuff. Oh, male privilege, you know, yeah. gender inequality. Like, yeah. You know, exactly. Like she, so, so, you know, it's got to be specific to the character. And Doctor Strange, that wasn't the movie to do it because he's obviously part of Western culture being a very successful surgeon. Right. Um, yeah. But it should have just made him a little bit more Austin Powers. Maybe, <laughs> no. You know? Oh, God, Dave. No. Good God, no. <laughs> Hello, girls. <laughs> Good God, no. 
You want to know what else is magical? It's right down here. Oh. Yeah, they maybe they should have made him a little bit more sleazy. He wasn't really yeah, sleazy. Yeah, I want a little way, more right? like because you know I always think of Doctor Strange again as yeah. the Hugh Hefner. He's like a swinger. That's that's living Tony in Stark. pajamas. No, <laughs> Tony no, no. Stark was Hugh Hefner. No. Yes. No. He, in fact, he was he was drawn like Errol Flynn ver, uh, via Hugh Hefner. That was the basis for Tony Stark. Yeah, but who Hugh Hefner? Like, okay, he's a playboy. They're all playboys. Blah blah blah. But Hugh Hefner lives in pajamas, surrounded by gorgeous women, on a giant satin-covered round bed. That doesn't that's sound anything Stark. like Doctor Strange. No, that's the that's what I see him as living that's in a his wish Greenwich <laughs> Village. Hello, baby. Hey, baby. Bring those Chad. tassels over here. Some Let's... people call me Doctor Strange, but you can call me Chad. Would you like here? Try this bong. They call you wanna, it bong. You want to get strange in bed? That's right. They don't call me strange because it's my last name on my birth certificate. Let's take a trip, baby. <laughs> Here, let's slip into another dimension. Oh, Put yeah. something comfortable on, baby. I'm going to take you on a round trip of the multiverse. Yeah. One let's pill go. makes you nervous. What you're describing sounds like a small. bad '70s exploitation movie. But That's what Doctor Strange was. Well, they no, did a they did a live action '70s Doctor Strange film. Uh, it wasn't '70s. It was '80s. 80s oh, '80s, early it was, '80s uh, with uh, with uh, Daredevil or not Daredevil? Um, the Hulk? Was it the Hulk? Or was no, it standalone. Hulk? No, it was standalone. He did yeah. a standalone one. Yeah, because Daredevil had, and Thor showed up in Hulk movies. He was uh, like a week. therapist or something. It was like a weird. Yeah, it had Jessica Walters in it, who was uh, ah from Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. Yeah. yeah. All I know is that next time I'm in a bar, you know, considering the uh, the end credit sequence, next time I'm in a bar. I'm going to order the Doctor Strange, which is the uh, re- self-refilling beer that he awesome. offers That's Thor. Pretty great. Yeah, that was pretty great. That was a great scene. Yeah. Although uh, I didn't, Max pointed this out to me after we watched the movie. I don't know if you guys caught it, but uh, he's wearing his yellow gloves in that. Who? Uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange? Strange. So in the comic, so what's book, the deal with it? Yeah, wearing his these these yellow gauntlets. Uh, and in in that credit scene, he is. I didn't notice it, but Max picked it up. So hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing that tomorrow. Again, right. straight out of the comic books. Love it. Right. Love right. It. That's it. You've mentioned it, Chad, that he's going to, I guess he's going to, that means he's going to be in Ragnarok. Yeah, he's going to be in Ragnarok. I heard that he was. I had no. I think he's going to be in Rogue One, too. <laughs> um, I heard he's in the Odd Couple reboot yeah. as well. He's just going to show up as a, as a couple's <laughs> counselor. It's Doctor Strange and by the hoary host of Heilgar. Ben Grimm. <laughs> ben, perfect. stop farting on the couch. But I'm from Yancey Street. <laughs> I'm sending you into the dark dimension. Ben, you broke the couch again. What the hell? Oh, man. <laughs> as opposed to the new Donald Trump. Vladimir Putin show. Oh, Putin up with Trump. Yep. <laughs> oh, Trump, you're using my pajamas again. Hey, baby, <laughs> try my bong. It's a great bong. <laughs> Later, Putin. I'm trying to rule the world. Ah, have some fun, Donald. <laughs> oh, boy. That's not milk. It's not. All right. Those are not pillows. <laughs> Those not pillows. For some reason, in that context, I picture Putin with like the mullet and and like a, the bandana around the forehead, like true eighties Putin. Oh, yeah. You know, like wandering around without a shirt. 
Putin. Put a, you know, put a put a shirt on there. Put a shirt on. It's like ah, I'm having fun, Don. But Donald, <laughs> by facial, I meant mud pack. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. We're done. Done. So it looks like the magic is over for another episode. I want to thank Chad and Ross for helping me conjure up another show. Bill, you're welcome. And you, our enthralled audiences, for listening. If you'd like to let us know what you thought of Doctor Strange, or for any other reason, you can contact us at our website, nerdstalking.com, through email with nerds at nerdstalking.com, or on the Nerdstalking Facebook page, or via Twitter with at nerdstalkingpod. Stay strange, people. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange.